Hey, welcome back to Forgive and Forget podcast. I'm Vic. This is a wrap-up of the last two podcasts, Can People Change? And we went over a technique that immediately gives us a reading on whether we are stuck in denial, blame, and expectation, a technique that also gets us out of being stuck. Today, I'm going to add three more cousins to denial, blame, and expectation, and they are attachment, control, and influence. These can keep us just as stuck because there is a wrong side and a right side to attachment, influence, and control. Just something to be aware of and relax. It's an easy fix, so don't panic. Also in today's podcast, I'm going to give us two simple phrases that gets us off our own backs and the backs of others, but mainly off our own back. And ta-da, putting guilt back in its box. Gosh, when I think of guilt, I think of it as the -the jack-in-the-box, scary little suckers. I hate clowns. And clowns that pop up during a creepy jingle and just sit there bobbling, well, (laughs) there's nothing more terrifying. Guilt is Jack, to me anyway. I think you can listen to this and not be lost if you haven't listened to the other two podcasts, but I will be referencing a technique, stories and examples with Jimmy, Mom, Mark, and Darlene that will have better context if you listen to part one and two. Plus, we're diving right in picking up right where we left off. So let's get started. Control. I spend a lot of time on the wrong side of control. So let's start there. The wrong side of control looks manic. Like my care of mom has gone way off the reservation. Think of the Tasmanian devil spinning around trying to cure dementia rather than manage it. Ever been in that mode? One of many phases that mom went through was she pulled out the garbage can from under the sink, took each piece out by hand, one by one, and put it in a different plastic bag she was holding with her other hand. And then she would take that garbage outside to the mother bin. It was a filthy phase. And so there I was telling her every night not to do that. Do you think that worked? No, it did not. This is how I want to do it, she would say. And then she'd argue when I asked her to at least wash her hands. I got tired of the arguing. So with humor, I brought the dogs into it and would say, Now your hands stink, and I'm afraid the dogs will mistake you for something vulgar and pee on you, so please wash up. And that would make her laugh, especially when I said it, laughing myself. Point is, no matter what I did or said, no matter how much I tried, how fast I tap danced, or how loud, it didn't make a difference to her stopping this phase Making mom do or not do something is the wrong side of control. That's what the wrong side of control looks like. So what does the right side of control look like? Well, taking an extra split second to notice what I'm doing. And when I'm exasperated, 
that means I have to back off as hard as that is. So the right side of control is controlling my response to it, letting it go, backing off a little. Let her do what she's going to do, but overseeing it to make sure she's safe, like washing her hands. Real quickly, what does the wrong side of control look like outside of caregiving? I shared Mark and Darlene's story in the last podcast, so I'll, I'll refer to it here. Just a quick reminder, for 13 years, Mark was covering the debts Darlene racked up from gambling. And not only that, when he finally said enough, she became defensive and refused to change. Sure, for a time, he was in denial as, the, as to the severity of her gambling. Sure, Mark expected her to change for the sake of their family. Absolutely, he blamed her for their huge financial setbacks. But being stuck in denial, expectation, or blame, or the wrong side of control, never moves the situation any closer to resolve because change is hard. We are hurt. We are angry. Plus, we want to give the other person a chance to change themselves. It's our loved one that can't change. They aren't even aware how difficult their dementia is on us. This is why taking that extra split second is vital to changing a situation. Knowing it is up to us to protect our boundaries and our safety, asking how we can do that for ourselves. And usually all it takes is just to back off a little. Remember, this process takes time, years even, to work through. Being stuck on the wrong side of control or being stuck in blame, denial, or expectation is usually not a quick fix. The experiences I had with Jimmy before he died, it was kind of a dance that took years. Things got better, then they'd relapse. I was strung along with empty promises and kept all the plates spinning, thinking that someday things would get better. It's a process with both the outside world and our loved one with dementia. It takes time to get out of the wrong side of control. It takes time to work through denial, expectation, and blame. It stops when we decide to protect ourselves, and let's not forget We may have to protect others who cannot protect themselves, like kids and pets. The point is, when we are thinking about change, that is where change begins. The inception of change is in the initial thought. Okay, moving on. Attachment. Attachment is just what it says, and pretty obvious why we get attached. We love these people. It's easy to get attached and stay attached. However, just like the wrong side of control, attachment can cross a line as well as have us excessively doing, fixing, seeing to, looking after on this manic Tasmanian devil level. The wrong side of attachment is when we are too invested in the outcome, too invested in hoping their behavior will change, which is kind of silly Because getting better is not an option. Yet, I can be just as invested in an outcome because of my attachment to my mom. I love her. Remember how we find out to what degree we may be in denial, blame, or expectation? We do the same technique to give us a reading on whether we are on the wrong side of control and the wrong side of attachment. 
And if we are, try and back off a little. Placing our finger or hand over our hearts and saying out loud, uh, this is the technique I talked about in parts one and two. Thank you very much, Coraline, for adding that bit of dialogue, her barking dialogue. Did you hear her guarding her kingdom? Woof, woof. (laughs) Um, uh, Where was I? Placing our finger or hand on our hearts and saying out loud, this is up to me. This will give us that gut feeling as our answer. And we'll know if we're too attached, too invested. To correct it is the same as the wrong side of control. Take a step back, be at arm's length, and detach. This is what's known as healthy detachment. Let go a little. Easier said than done, I know. But let me ask you something. Whether I am killing myself coming up with a thousand ways to maybe comfort and support mom, or I'm backing off a little to protect my sanity, which side is going to have the most impact on the disease itself? What is going to change dementia? Right. We don't know and probably neither one. So doesn't it make more sense to keep our own health in mind when we're taking care of our loved one? Take that extra split second to see how out of control we may be behaving. And if it is over the line, back off a little. The momentum of that slippery slope we can find ourselves on is dangerous. The one where we wind up a statistic. I remind us quite a bit how high the percentage rate is for dying before our loved one. Remember what it is? It pushes 70%. So knowing if we're on the wrong side of control and attachment, taking that one extra split second to stop and think about it could very well save our life. At the very least, release the pressure just a little. I mean, think of it like lifting the lid on a boiling pot of oats before it goes spilling up and over and all over the stove. Our being a pressure cooker is not useful. Attachment and control are simply signs we're having a tough time accepting the truth here. Mom's Alzheimer's is never going to resolve in a way that is ever going to be okay with me. Mom is dying. That is far from acceptable. However, that is what this is. And backing off, taking care of me, is the highest form of respect there is. For them, for the situation... And for me, this is now acknowledging the sacred. Yes, I don't want to get too much into the foo-foo, but truly, this is now acknowledging the sacred, and that is a pretty powerful place to be. We can still care for them, help them, just not at our expense. Pretty evolved, I know, but I think the Forgive and Forget listeners are more than capable of getting this. Lastly, influence. I talk about influence a lot. It's always a good one to revisit, though. Influence is subtle and doesn't really have a definite pinpointed place that shows us, oh, this is where I got off course. The line that gets crossed is blurry. My entire day is a blur with caregiving. When I get to the end of it, I pour a drink. All I know is the overall influence has me in shambles. 
other types of influence can be being around people who swear a lot and you find yourself swearing more. Ever be around people who spend too much money? I wind up less frugal. I mean, it's addicting. Anyway, what about people who eat burgers, pizza, and beer more than the foods that don't make us feel like we've swallowed a dumpster? Silly examples, I know, but gets the point across. Influence is powerful. Influence is subtle. Just be careful. Again, to correct bad influence just takes an extra second to look at and detach or disconnect a little. Good influence. Is there such a thing as good influence? Yes, of course there is. This podcast. (laughs) My teaching a cardio weightlifting class at the gym. Fitness is a good influence. Reading good books, viewing programs of substance, not trash, is a good influence. Want to know what I figured out when I'm around poor influence? I lose respect. Respect. I lose respect for myself, but I also lose respect for the other person. I lost respect for Jimmy. The overall influence of alcoholism, what its influence did to Jimmy, or what its influence did to our lives over time, or what its influence did to me after a time. Respect was nowhere to be found. When all was said and done, Mark and their son lost respect for Darlene. Now, obviously, our loved one is not capable of correcting their behavior, but that doesn't mean the overall influence of how difficult it is taking care of them is. So influence is important. And it's the last sibling to control and attachment. They're all related. They are cousins to denial, expectation, and blame because they all keep us stuck. And they all can be kept in check by taking that extra split second, taking a temperature of where we're at with them. And they can all be corrected the very same way. If there's too much negative influence, take a step back change it. We're not a tree. So two quick, easy phrases that get us off our backs and the backs of others. When we bump up against really difficult people, people who refuse to change, this is what I tell myself to bring my hackles back down. Ready? Some do and some don't. That's it. Some people make a change for the better and some don't. Some people sober up and some don't. Some caregiving paths go one way while others go another. Some ideas work and some don't. Some do and some don't. That's as profound and complex as I make it. It's their path. They have a right to live their way, whether I agree with it or not. And since I would like the same respect, I just detach sometimes with a boatload of judgment, (laughs) but I do back off. Another phrase, when I am struggling on the wrong side of control and attachment or influence, I remember this very thing takes time to work through. Yet I get impatient, throw up my hands when the situation is not getting any better, or worse, I'm not getting through this fast enough. If I'm genuinely trying, the phrase I use is, it takes as long as it takes. Do I regret how many years it took me to make changes in my care for mom 
so that I survived better? Sometimes, sure, but not as much anymore. Why? Because I'm not the same person I was a decade ago. Something else I won't ever do again. I'll never put up with an addict. I would rather chew glass than go back to those days. I'm not the same person I was back then. I grew. I learned. I changed. I got there. I came out the other end of it whole. And it just takes as long as it takes. Great phrase. And perfect phrase to ask this intelligent audience a question. Where is guilt in this phrase, it takes as long as it takes? Not there, is it? Where is guilt when we respect another's path as sacred? Where is guilt? Not there. Where is guilt when we are respecting our own path? Nowhere to be found. Where is guilt when we back off and not judge someone for not changing? Is there guilt in the phrase, some do and some don't? Not that I can hear. When we get that visceral pang of guilt, it is because we are probably on the wrong side of attachment, control, and influence. Now we know how to quickly readjust and get out of it. However, when someone or something is mowing us down, or by association mowing down our family, our pets and assets, and we take justified action to protect them and ourselves, where does guilt reside? It doesn't. Guilt cannot survive when we are respecting and protecting ourselves. Guilt does not exist when we know we cannot change a disease, change narcissism, change addiction, change someone's crappy behavior. We can love them, help and care for them, but not at our expense. When guilt plays a small role in our experience or has no role, what is left over is raw grief, not guilt but raw grief and profound sadness. This too takes time. It takes as long as it takes to process, to work through. This is what part one, two, and three of Can People Change is all about. Actually, all my podcasts and the website are about to shed light on the diverse emotions we feel all at once or independently 24-7-365, and offer ideas on how to work through them and past them. They all point to keeping ourselves safe while on this final journey with our loved one. I want us to come out the other end grateful, changed, without regret, healthy, appreciative, guilt-free, and alive. Pretty heavy stuff, you guys, but you did good. You did real good. Ooh, baby. Wow, long marathon. Thank you for sticking with me through all three of Can People Change? Heck yeah, we can. We have. Just by hanging in there with me with these three podcasts. Actually, all. (laughs) All of my podcasts. You are going to come out the other end with your own PhD. Okay, 
take care of yourselves, be kind to yourselves, and I will walk with you again very soon. Bye-bye.